big guy on here. We got you got your little hair going. You're growing it out. Hey mate, I'm trying to catch up to you. It, it's <laughs> tough work when you've got that lighting and you're so pretty, being your sidekick. So we've gone from the shave sides and back fade, and we're just growing it out now, mate. Hey, that's it. It's, I, I'm not going to cut my hair until we win a flag. So Fair. I put my I put my hair cut for the first of October. First of October. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Blue Abroad Show. It's Monday, the 7th of August, 2023. We are at the end of round 21. So that's what we're talking about today. The Blues played yesterday. The Blues got a massive win yesterday. And vibes are high. Vibes are good. I'm your host. I'm Terry. Hello. Pommy's with me. Mate, St. Kilda. Who? Yeah, I mean, I, I went hard at St. Kilda on the fan cubs uh, and a few DMs. I'm you went hard on the fan cams. You did. <laughs> I did. So I suppose, like, while I'm here, I should apologise to absolutely fucking nobody. Pommy Nos slates who the fuck he wants. Um, yeah, we, we put them back in the box, didn't we? They, they came out of the box a little bit, but now we've put it back, gaffer taped it up. We can shove that one aside. And uh, I'm, I'm sick of hearing one game away from finals, though. I, I, I see we've got three more wins for a double header. I like it. I like uh, it. I mean, no. Why you, you don't win the finals? Let's fucking smash it in. No, I'm with you. Paul, I was speaking to, I'm in a group chat with Paolo and Fab. And I said the same thing before the game. Just two wins to go. And Paul's like, no, four wins to go. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why not? But I wanted to ask. I know Collingwood's the rival, but I didn't realize how much St. Kilda gets under the skin of a lot of our supporters. I mean, I'm here for it. I'm all, I'm all for it, for the the rivalry and, and the back and forth, but they really got under the skin of some supporters, which came out after the game. You included. And you married one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Zoe, she's all right. She's a St. Kilda fan. Uh, Jake's not bad. Cardi's not bad. But aside from that, like St. Kilda fans in my DMs, like pre-game, like they don't realise... How I act on fan cams is the opposition's fault. Collingwood, they grate me their football club and everything about them. But genuinely mm. speaking, my engagement with Collingwood's fans is banter. St. Kilda, the, they're the DMs where I get the abuse. Like, it's it, it's real nasty. So right. it's, it, something happens to me that I have to beat these fuckers. I, I have to. And when I do, I don't often... I'm not often a sore winner, I don't think. Just fucking beating them, just oh, like honestly, fuck them, absolutely fuck them. Fair, fair. I mean, we they are a team who, in the past, we've just had those annoying losses to, and maybe that's disrespectful because we're not showing them enough respect. I don't know, but uh, it it felt like it was going that way for a little bit. Um, and to, to absorb 53 tackles from an opposition side in a half, not many sides will come up against that in, 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 in any given week. So that, I mean, we're going to touch on the game as well shortly, but um, it was good to beat them. I'm not going to lie. My, my, my umbrage with them is like, I, I find AFL banter 
shit anyway between yeah. fans. Don't get it. It's just a big social club of game. It's not dangerous. But, yeah. Like, everyone who... That Jack Silvani video, it was St. Kilda fans who kept reminding me of it. And I was like, I never spoke like that about my players. Yeah. Right? So who the fuck do you think you are telling me how to support my club? And mm. it's just little things, you know what I mean? Like... The way they signed Stocker and made out they'd signed Gary Ablett Jr. in the prime. <laughs> Rot the boss. Do you know what I mean? Like, stop comparing us to St. Kilda. Because do you know what I mean? Like, honestly, fuck, they, they wind me up, man. Like, wind. I don't know what it is about it. Like, I can't even go through the suburb without wanting to chin someone. Like, oh, it's just, yeah, thank God that's over with. Fucking bring on Melbourne. All right. Uh, as... I'm I'm glad you brought this up because we will absolutely be touching on uh, Rossi Lyons press conference in the show tonight. So uh, stand by. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to jump out, going to play you the fan cams compilation from round 21. So enjoy this, guys. Knock, knock were quick to remind me who was missing and I kept saying the six-figure footballers shouldn't give a fuck who's missing correct they proved that tonight they worked they worked hard they worked tirelessly they worked relentlessly they were they were a team that wasn't going to fucking lose St Kilda are a massive club oh they fuck come on Blues mental hurdles man St Kilda bogey side couldn't beat the Pies until last week we haven't. This side hasn't proven that when the clamps get put on them, and when they've got to come back from a bit of adversity, that they can come back. They did it in spades. Five scoring shots in the second half is what we allowed. Five scoring shots in the second half of today's game after looking dead in the water. Worse. I don't have any. I'm so happy. How good was literally seeing these young boys mature right in front of our eyes? Oh, yeah, man. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> I wasn't ex- I wasn't expecting this, Terry. It was it's great to see. I've um I've like never experienced these great moments. Um, I'm 13 years old. I've um, never seen Carlton as good as this. And um, seven in a row. Come on, the Packers! This is us, Terry. Get the blue Kool-Aid, Terry. Come on, come on, bring on finals. First quarter was on our terms. We didn't make the most of our inside 50s. Second term, they got a few cheapies out the back and you think, okay. Third term, we got it back on our terms and then we hit the scoreboard late. And you felt, I think you felt in the back end of the third term that we had all the momentum in the game. And can't a man just be out of form? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, it's true. You can't all be in form. Because let's be serious, guys. If you look at that, we did nothing wrong. We just weren't executing it properly. We did every every handball, every kick that we missed was the right decision. Yes. It just wasn't executed properly. They were just, I think they just dialed it just a bit too much. And I was, I'm telling you, I am as calm as 95 man i am just calm i'm loving the system they're all stepping up which is great they're all yeah. playing for the the emblem on that jumper you can see it yeah. in them 
I'm, I'm 21 years old. I've not seen anything right. like this. We wouldn't have gotten it done last year the way we just did it. I'm so proud of how the boys grinded that one out. I've, I've never been proud of being a Carlton supporter, mate. Ever. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm in that boat right now. Based on form, based on everything that's happening right now, what an opportunity for us and this group. And what an opportunity in the next two months. This could be a premiership that anyone outside the top four can pitch. Last two games, one word, redemption. It doesn't matter who whoever runs out on the banner on game day. It doesn't matter as long as they do their job. Don't forget what they've done in the past performances. If they, they've got a job to do, we are a system-based team now. All they have to do is get their job done and we'll be laughing. Uh, do that. Yeah. Just our pressure around the ball got so much better after halftime. And it's just like, credit to St Kilda for that first half pressure. Because, yeah, yeah it was insane. But Fish, for me, one of the best on, if not the best on for us. I think they, as soon as they managed to get a hold of it, they kind of just put their foot down. Mate, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't resign myself to the fate, but I had accepted the fate of uh, it was good while it lasted, etc. Uh, what's so, the stat, Ari? What is the stat? The stat. The last time St Kilda were beating Carlton at half time with a score of exactly 44 it was 1995. <laughs> And it's great to see um, them to like find something. Like I think Boss, like after like at half time, he gave them the motivation and spark for the players to like answer. But when Acres kicked the seal off, I embraced my old man. We've been going for 20, 25 years together, and I may have shed a tear. Because I just, I just love our club, mate. I love our club, and I can sometimes be a little bit harsh. Just it's fair, but that, that's me. I just, I love our club, Terry. I do, and I'm just, I'm just super proud. How's Webby? Oh. Getting I at mean, me at the heart at the very Webby, end of the Webby, fan camps. Webby making me fucking tear up, the fucking prick. Come on. Yeah. And, mate, Zaki, Zaki's energy just hook it to my fucking veins, oh, kid. Mate. I thought yeah. I was an excitable young man, but tell you what, look out, watch along when Mr. Zaki takes it over. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, was, I was putting it together today and... Um, like, I obviously don't remember every moment. I remember, like, parts of it. And then Webby at the end. And, like, I've, I've, I've known Nick Webb for a few years now. And, I mean, if you're in the Carlton community and you go to VFL games, you know Nick Webb. That man loves the Carlton Football Club with all of his heart and soul. So to see him just express like that was um, – I felt it because, like, we've all been there. It, it was only two months ago when we're all questioning the depths of – you know, what the hell is going on and is it ever going to happen? And, you know, seven weeks later or whatever it is, eight weeks later, if you include the buy, all of a sudden it's like we are 100% a better team than what we were last year when you think about it. No shadow of a doubt from me, my friend. I mean, there's something about 
this football club and, you know, hearing Webby speak and being a pommy from the north, just trying to get by in this weird island south of the equator. I mean, the ability that a monogram, a colour of a Guernsey and a fan base can make you feel at home, give mm. you memories, it's just, it's so much greater than anything you can think. And, like, that's why, like, I hope the fans embrace what we're going through. I, I feel like post-game, there's a few, and you know who they are on Twitter and Facebook, who you know, are trying to dregs what other people have said, potting their own fans. You know, what kills me the most about that is that everyone should be backing in everyone. Everyone should enjoy it. At the end of the day, we're all in it together. I mean... Webby is case in point. He's is an emotional wreck, but he's also having them touching moments. I'm fucking up and down like a yo-yo. Terry's, you don't see him as low as I do. I get the luxury. I get VIP seats. But at the end of the day, man, like we're in it together. The players are in it together. And, you know, for that two hours on the watch along, it's the best moment of my life because it is literally me and the Carlton community versus the world, and fuck, it feels good when we win. And I don't, I, I think Gav might be able to confirm I was pretty okay at half time, wasn't I? I? I'm starting to really buy into Carlton are a good team. You know, it's going to fuck me at one point, but I am believing, baby. I am honestly, they can they can do whatever they want in the first half. I believe. Yeah. Ur with the eighty says, Pommy, just wanted to say a big thanks for your player ratings analysis. Mate, that was a masterclass. That was a masterclass session right then. Um, hey, the, the, the thanks you guys and girls show me just by tuning in. I, I still yeah. find that crazy that you're chaining. So I, I, I love you all. And you know what? Long may it continue. I mean, I can't wait to do a player rating Fucking in a granny, baby. You know what? Newsflash. I'm fucking the algorithm. Everyone gets a 10 if they win it. <laughs> Fair. Okay. So let's get cracking. It's quarter past seven. Ladies and gents, three words to summarize round 21 as Pommy and I get into it. Mate, we've both done our reviews. Um, you obviously did the watch along. Where does that win rank this year in the context of everything that's happened? How do you see that win? Number one, and I'll tell you yeah. why. Yeah. When teams give you 200 pressure and it doesn't go the way, that, that win was everything we were talking about last, the first eight games, that when pressure comes on, you've got to question the commitment and the character of these players because they were the better side all of the first half, it just didn't quite come off. And if those who watched my preview, I said that that's their one wood. They're going to have to come out and pressure Carlton. And the fact they came out in the second half when nothing was going right, they were better, but they couldn't get it on. And they were like, you know what? We are a better football side than these guys. We are going to stick to it and we are going to beat this side. And you know what? Full credit. That is, that's, in my opinion, the final mental hurdle. The one question I had about this club is mm -hmm. if it doesn't go right, have they got it in them? And boy, oh boy, against the Nana's pantry of the AFL, <laughs> everything's organised and everything is in its place. We we did it, baby. We did it. 
And now they go into the rest of these games with zero mental questions. They now stand on the shoulder of giants knowing they can look every football club in the eye and they can do just as much as what they do. And shout out to my mate, David King, who said Cowton are the best side in the league on form. Love you, David. I knew you'd change your tune, baby. I knew you'd come and dine at the table. Best team in the land, baby. David King, he he is on top of trends. He knows where to put his attention, old David King. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to one of the first comments I saw here. Uh, Gucci fella. Now, Gucci fella, correct me if I'm wrong. Gucci fella was sitting in the row in front of me a little bit more to the right, or you guys, to, to my right. Um, <laughs> by the end of the game, I screamed at him like Gene up in his like in his vicinity. We had this little moment. We didn't speak throughout the day at all, but we just connected at the end of the game. And after a couple of those goals, I just want to let you know that was that was really cool. <laughs> that was really cool. No better feeling in the world when you have no. a little bit of a man love. I've got to say at the spot, I tell you. Yeah, of course. My, my, tell you what, my some of the best kisses I've ever had have been beer swilling idiots front row at Ibrox. There is nothing better than kissing a man that you've never met and you never see him <laughs> again. It's honestly the best feeling. But Gucci, you're spot on. Honestly, I gave everyone a G up at halftime. Gav was phenomenal in that. Um, Edwina. Uh, yeah. Cows, Lana, she was watching at the game. I can't believe you watched me at the game. That's mental to me. But, Who's um, watching you at the game? Lana, God bless her. She, Lana's I'm watching her you watching at the game? Mate, it, it's That's sensational. Amazing. It's an honour. But no, nah, we got in and yeah. I gave everyone a little bit of a background. Um, coming from the gypsy culture like I do, we have a belief in affirmation. So you see that all the time now. Every man and his dog does affirmation. But our belief model of affirmation is true, but you've got to believe it yourself. And then the energies that people give you allow you. And that was a big thing I said at half time. They believe in themselves. If we don't believe in them, they can't execute. And whole change in the watch along. It changed in the watch along. Everyone got up and about. We got the Dow chance going. Huge thing, man. Like these boys believe and they just need a little bit of love. And the one thing I ask you at the game, can you fucking stop doing the groan? When they make a mistake, they did it at the Cunningham mistake. It makes me feel sick because I feel the pain of the players when you do it. They know they fucked up. Just get around them, man. Tell them to go again. Because, mm. man, this is, the vibes are high. Tell you, eight weeks yeah. ago, I was thinking about eating rat poison, baby. Now I'm thinking about eating caviar. <laughs> Look, it was, it was, uh, it was definitely a mature win. It was a win that we haven't seen in its type for a while. The seven-game winning streak is littered with 50-point wins, which you're never going to complain about a 50-point win. And I don't subscribe to the theory that the games were easy. That's why we won by 50. You know, we made it look easy because we worked so bloody hard. Um, but we were in a situation where we've got a side who have a coach who have them genuinely believing that if they just applied that defensive boring ass game style that they play on us it would beat us and it break us down which to be fair to them it did it did in in early in the season and um there was a point in the game uh early third jesse motlop tackles rowan marshall doesn't get 
the call from the umpire. That was the first time I got up out of my seat and I just let loose. And it was at that moment where I thought, oh, wow, we are doing so much right defensively. We are just not getting rewarded by the, I don't know, the footy gods or the, you know, the the natural magic of the game. And then Jesse kicks the goal. And then from that moment, um, and then, you know, chipping away until the fourth quarter and then going ahead in the fourth quarter, mate, mentally broke St. Kilda down to the point where they, they they stopped believing in what they were doing and they came to that game with full belief that they were going to win it. And yeah, that's just not something we see a lot from, from our boys. Uh, so, you know, you take it where you can get it. It was a gutsy win, character building win. You've got guys like Dow and Fisher who have had to earn their way back in the side who played great roles. Uh, you've got leaders that stepped up. You've got adjustments that were made mid-quarter. And you've got a consistent level of pressure that was applied around the ground. It just, they'd never stopped. They did not stop for four quarters. And here we are, seven in a row. And destiny's in our hands. And all of a sudden, we're talking about, you know, we're one win away from clinching a final spot. And then we're daring to dream for a flag. Like, what's happened? What is going on? And And, and dream. And dream. And I think that's the problem. My one observation with this club is people are so quick to tear everything down, especially when we're doing well. I actually think there's a large voice in this community that want us to be shit. You know, they want us to be shit. And I can tell you, you can't. And that game was Adelaide last year for me. That mm. game was Oz versus Adelaide. I said it in my preview. St. Kilda have only got one thing to do. Come out of the blocks fast and try and put pressure on. Have they got the cojones to do that for four quarters? Bet they don't. And that was what we did against Adelaide. We came out of that first quarter against Adelaide, if you remember. We took the three-point lead. Um, and then after that, we got absolutely fucked, didn't we? We ran out of legs. There was players running everywhere. And Adelaide were doing what they wanted. And it was the beginning and the end. That's where St. Kilda are. I'm not going to patronise St. Kilda and say they did well or anything like that because in the second half, we made St. Kilda look what they are. Not as good as us. They ran out of running. They ran out of steam. They were shell-shocked. They were stood around wanting mummy and daddy to pick them up and put them in bed, <laughs> right? And good, because that's where we are, right? But I go on Twitter and I see, oh, six months ago, Paolo said this and six months ago, someone said Voskart coach. Fucking who cares? Couldn't give a fuck what anyone said. Because I need them there next week to cheer these fuckers home. And the week after, and the week after that. You're entitled to an opinion. Sometimes we get it wrong. I said Liam Stockham was going to be the next Liam Hodge. I was fucking wrong. I also said Charlie Kernel's the best player in the world, right? When he did his ACL. I was right about that, right? So we all have our moments and we all have our bad moments. But we all need to come together. Because this is a magical moment, man. Eight weeks ago, they walked off and they were spat on. They would have felt... I guarantee you right now, probably before Charlie Kerno took his kit off and went nudie running, they were all miserable at that Ed Kerno function. But I'd imagine when Charlie got naked, everyone was happy because me just thinking about it makes me happy. But <laughs> that being said, they would have felt alone in this world, right? Mm. Then they went out the next week, didn't they? Gold Coast. That first quarter was dog shit. Go back and watch the second quarter. You guys and girls made so much fucking noise that I reckon someone in the back of their heads were like, we can do this. And you know what? 
you guys and girls made such a huge noise the second half against St Kilda. And there was probably some doubts in them boys' heads. They probably went in. Thank you very much, Mrs. Pom. We've been here before. We failed. And, you know, something happened to them, magical. They were like, no, nah, I'm not going to fail. Yeah, not today. And the fans never fell off. And that is huge. And to me, this is a magical time, man. Enjoy it. I've seen it with a lot of my football clubs in sport. When they turn, don't ever think, oh, it might go wrong again. Embrace it because you might miss it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You might miss it. No, it's, it's, it's a good point. I mean... I have empathy because I, I can I can kind of see where it's coming from because of the many years of disappointment. But at the same time, those years are done. They're not a basket case. No matter what happens, they're not a basket case. And I think that was one of the biggest fears that we had. It's like, oh, are they, is this going to be a, a failed process again or like a failed rebuild again? It's like, no, they're, they're good. They proved it. And the reason why we can say it now and we were why we couldn't say it previously is because we hadn't really beaten top top sides and we hadn't won five in a row let alone Don't six let alone seven so anyway it is time to look forward i'm done i don't care about the who's right who's wrong i'm actually done looking looking into the past like it's done we're here we've yeah. got one more win to go to clinch it's just like can we can we just move on and 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 i think luke cornell actually said it Last week on the fan cams, he said, I don't know much about the Carlton of old, but I'm here for the Carlton of now. So I think what we have right now is we should just continue to be talking about the Carlton of now. End of. Mate, fucking yeah. God, just, you know, eight weeks ago against Essendon, I said someone at the football club needs to put that ego aside, right? Yeah. And be like, it's my fault, right? And Ed Kerno arranged a fucking get together. And obviously... As what we've heard, that's what they did. Hmm. It's on us. It's no hmm. one else's fault. This is us. This is us, right? That's what we have to do as a fan base. I don't care who said what. I don't care who has the most subs. I don't care who's got the biggest dick. I don't care, right? What I do care about is we need to get behind these boys as a united front. Brothers and sisters, arm in arm. Big fucking Ed Colonel love fest, baby. Because you know what? Beaten Saints, we've beaten Collingwood, we've beaten Port. Now we've got to beat fucking Melbourne. That's yeah. all I'm thinking about. And you know what? All I know is we're going to be doing the watch along, and I'm going to be sat on the shoulders of 200,000 blue baggers who are fucking off their head. And I'm going to cheer these fuckers home to get four we'll points. Get there. We'll touch on Melbourne shortly. A few items to come out of the St. Kilda game. We're going to get to the vote shortly. Firstly, we'll start with Ollie Hollands, mate. You want to talk a bit about Ollie Hollands, Pom? I mean, the, guy, the kid has earned a round 21 rising star nomination for his game. 18 years old, 20 possessions, four marks, 316 metres gained. Um, reflective of his constant pressure and run, he also led a career-high six tackles with 89% time on ground. Uh, so this was pick 11 in last year's draft. I was one of the many who thought, oh, what I, I still remember when I first saw him in real time, I thought, oh, geez, he's going to take some some time to get into the team and we might not be playing him straight off the bat. But he has he has been a pleasant surprise for, for, for me. Anyway, um, I had not watched him as a junior and, you know, it's a good little it's a good little milestone along the way for a, a long career ahead of him. Come on, Terry. 
first pick. When have I ever got a first pick wrong? I know, I know, I know. I should be, I should be better. Oh wait a minute, Stalker! You told me I was wrong when I said they don't hand out. Uh... Do you remember that? <laughs> hey, tell you, I don't need any dickhead with receipts on me. I remember all the good and the bad. Uh, I tell you, <laughs> they play in my mind. I never forget you reminded me that Nick Graham uh, won. <laughs> A Morish medal. <laughs> Terry, they don't hand Morish medals out. Nick Graham won one. Mm. <laughs> it was the way you said it. Nick Graham mm. won one. Let's go back to Ollie. Mate, sensational. And nothing surprises me with Ollie. Um, I was confident when we picked him up. I know size evidently is a factor. And I remember saying at the time when we did the draft preview, don't be deceived by your size because you can't catch what you can't catch. Do you know what I mean? You can't mm. hurt what you can't catch. Guy's evasive. But the big thing about Ollie is he's got a heart, man. Heart of a mountain lion. The guy is a big... He, he's he's one of them people that's six foot eight in his mind. Mm-hmm. In his mind, he's 100 kgs and six foot eight, six pack. And that's a deadly combination. And you know what? I can tell you from speaking to him, doing that interview with him, I don't think there's many people who love him, who love the club as much as Holly Hollands. This guy is... He's one of us. I tell you, if Holly Hollands wasn't a footballer... He'd be on this show with us, just chatting shit and getting around it. And when he goes out and plays, you see it, don't you? And he's got the skills, he's got the commitment. And all he's lacking now is a little bit of that experience. Some of his decisions are a little bit VFL. Some of his decision-making's a bit junior. But you know what? As he builds into this system and the players around him, boy, oh, boy, he's going to be one hell of a player of the club. And I hear Kid Simpson. I think that's a great simile. This kid's... This kid, 100%, will play 300 games for this football club and he will retire. No doubt we'll talk about Ollie Hollands. We'll talk about the 2023 year. But this kid is a freak. Yeah. I I, um, I was taken aback when last week when I did the Juddy interview and I was taken aback when he mentioned Ollie Hollands' name as, you know, he was talking about one of the next layers to the group is to add some running power. And Ollie was the first name he he mentioned. So to be getting that kind of recognition from someone like Juddy this early in his career is a is a good step. And when you add the heart that he shows in the way that he plays, yeah. So Ollie Hollands was the right he's the rising star nominee for this round. Um I want to ask you about this. Coaches votes. I saw this on Twitter. Is there a little bit of something going on? Is Ross Lyon playing playing games with the coaches' votes? So I want to. I want to read them out to you. I want you to make it make sense, okay? I want you make to make it, it make sense. sense. Jesus, yeah. Terry. I'm going to share oh. my screen. Stand by. So. We've only just begun. You seeing this? Now, make the, the math ain't mathin'. The math ain't mathin'. I like the way they put it in italics as if to say, yeah, Ross is a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> So if I've got this right, one of them gave Crips, well, potentially one of them gave Crips a five and one of them gave Newman a five. But well, you can like- guess that they get 10 votes each. So you can straight away off the bat. I would imagine Voss has given, because it goes one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Right. So Voss has had to have given one of them one. So I'd imagine Voss has probably given Mason Wood one. Right. Cal okay. Wilkie definitely is is Ross's pick. Yep. 
Blake Akers, I, I think probably we know why I say it's Mason Wood is Ross is I know Ross is like me, froth's a winger. Okay. Froth's a winger, so it's probably that. The Zach Fisher, same reason. Crips five. I'd be surprised if that would have two votes deconing. Yeah, that's tough to work out who voted what. Usually you can kind of figure it out. I saw it today and I, it didn't make sense to me. So I thought if somebody has if somebody has yes, an idea. If, if we take one vote out, two votes, who are we guessing is the two votes there? I reckon the two votes comes for Zach Fisher's two votes. I think not Ross. Yeah. Three votes will be Blake Akers because he's on such a high thing. Okay. So then I've got to work out what Voss gave one vote. Voss, so two votes would have come from... Fuck, this is hard, isn't it? Trying to so, get inside anyway. Ross's head. Anyway, so I just <laughs> thought that was a bit peculiar. Um, I think then we get to we get to Ross's press conference. I'm not going to play it because we've had some issues here playing press conferences. What did you take of of, of that? And, and I think because he was very confident based off the way he was talking that he had our measure. And this is why I'm loving what's happening because we, I think we are genuinely writing our own narrative here. I believe in that phrase now. We write our own narrative. We master our own. We control the story about us. And it's kind of like, I don't think the external has jumped on board and I kind of like it that way. I want it to be a bit of a shock to everybody. Um, I'm curious as to how you see the mentality um, from Ross. You know what turned me on the most is, do you remember if you go back in time yeah. to when Pom was like on the sack Teague train, I was heavy on it. I, I led the train. Yeah. But the Port Adelaide game sticks out when Ken Hinckley and Teague was there and Ken Hinckley's like, yeah, basically queued in the rack at halftime. Uh, finals coming up. We had to rest key personnel. And I was like, can't believe the guy's taking the piss. Right, mm -hmm. he's taking the piss. Go back to that game. They were only 28 points ahead of us. Right? Yeah. Hearing Ross go, I couldn't see a way we'd lose this game at halftime. I was there like this. Loving that. What a turnaround, baby. Because yeah. we broke Ross. We were yes. broke Ross. Mm. We broke Ross. We broke him. Uh, we did. We did. I'm, I'm, I'm just noticing the respect levels change which ultimately means nothing. What other people think means nothing. Almost what the fans think doesn't, doesn't mean nothing, but at the end of the day, they've got to lock in and get the job done. People will talk whether they're playing good or whether they're not playing good. So, you know, just something Remember I picked up when we had this there. conversation a couple of weeks ago and I said to you that you don't earn respect in sport, you fucking take it. You take it, correct. Right, I don't believe in this earning respect, right? You take it, you demand mm. it. Yeah, that's what the Blues are doing now. The Blues are literally saying, "You better show us some respect." And if yeah. you don't, second half happens. That's what mm. happens, baby. You don't mm. show us respect. Tell you right now, and I said it last week with you, Tez. Melbourne would have green ticked this game, right? Yep. Six weeks ago, they would have green ticked this. Right now, bet they're like, "Clary, can you play?" We've got to play the Blues on Sunday. Please tell me you're fit. Please, please, baby, please be ready. Like, they're worried, mate. And I'll tell you what, when we knock Melbourne off, 
then we'll knock Gold Coast off. And you know what? We might even fucking rest players against GWS and let Kingsley play finals because we're a nice club. Yeah. Let's do some votes. Three, two, one. Chat, go for it. And then we'll talk about a storyline that you saw emerge from the game that will play out for the future. Pommy, three, two, one. How'd you do it? Oh, God, this is hard for the first time. It was hard. hard. It was very hard. Usually we're arguing about one. I say three's hard. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because I think four people could have it. Um, Okay, I'm on your show, so let's be polite. Uh, One vote. You do you. you. (laughs) No, one vote, Jacob Weirin. Okay. Two votes, Zach Fisher. Three votes. Wow. Three votes. The man, the myth, the legend, Nick Newman. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He was very was... shocked I'm giving Fisher votes. He's like, I am. <laughs> they want to fuck something. <laughs> Had to sit through six weeks of pot shots while he wasn't even playing a game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, look, Nick Newman, we said it just now on the ratings. So if any of you weren't on the ratings, there's, he's, he's just, he just keeps adding layer by layer to this body of work now. And it's, it's grown to the size where you can't ignore what he's done this season to the point where I'm curious to see where that lands him at the end of the year, when you start talking about all Australian squad and, and things like that, because he's done some really good defensive jobs early in the season on some key players. Um, he's now needing to step up a bit more and mop up down back. We've moved Doherty out of the back line a little bit more than what we had at the start of the year and made a bit of an adjustment there. So he's got some more responsibility and he's flourishing, mate. So I'm 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 stoked for him. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I went with Newman Fisher and Akers for the one. I went like that. Oh, I don't do, want to talk too much. You do it in reverse order. I was like, I'm shocked, Fisher. You know, if you if I had a bet, I would have said three votes, Fisher, from you. I'm actually <laughs> shocked. Yeah. No, look, look, Fish was, hey, he, he took his chance, did his job. Um, and look, there's there's three more to go. I think for him and Dow, like they got their chance. They both showed that they can get their jobs done. And I mean, it's one game. They've got to continue it now. Like the job's not done. Uh, but I think it's just good to know. I think also we, we speak about the evolution of the list. And a few weeks ago, we we're talking about all of a sudden Martin and Cunningham. I think, well, I anyway, I used to put Martin and Cunningham in this bracket of these are the guys that we really need to like lead the club and, and move it forward because of how much we invested in them. Um, and now as the list has evolved, they Maybe it's just there's a there's there's more of a spread of contributors around them to rely on, um, but I don't find myself relying on what I think I need from Dow or what I think I need from Fisher anymore. They just they've got to fit in, play a role, do a job. I mean, on the weekend, you got no Walsh, you got no Chera, you got no Kennedy, so you know they're going to get more opportunities to win more of the ball. So the, for, to know that they can do it is good for us moving forward. I think it's worth noting me and Terry had a conversation earlier um, this week and I said that, in my opinion, what cost us finals last year was the players that, the shit that was brought in. Yes. Right? And a lot of them players aren't here anymore. Right? Mm. For a reason. Right? Shout out to Dow. So whatever you think of Dow, right? And I've, like, 
I can only go on the watch along because I was focused on that. But there was a lot of comments of, oh, if only we had Chera. If only Walsh was fit. If only Gov was fit. If only we're... And I said, I couldn't give a fuck if only. Right now, 23 blokes have got to somehow win us this game. So mm. as far as I'm concerned, Dow is Chera. Mm. Fish is Walsh, right? Because they have to be. They have to be. It doesn't matter if they can do it. They have to do it. That's a big difference. I think it's really refreshing to see that Paddy Dow took his opportunity in the fourth and his captain gifted him that opportunity as well. He trusted him. That's probably a better word. Not gifted, trusted him. Yes. Um, Marchbank, he struggled, but he battled. Kent took on some responsibility. It's really nice to see Fish and players like that coming in and making a go of it. Making yeah. a go of it. And whether Fisher, Dow are here next year, it's not for me to say. Because I think we can all agree, and I don't like saying this, but probably when fit, I'm sure Terry Yoss, Fisher's number one fan. He's probably not playing, right? Is he? If everyone was fit, Fisher's probably not in the 22 conversation. Mm. Is he? But, so probably for Fisher, based on that, he deserves to play every week. So if he does leave... Fair play to him because you've just put yourself in the shop window. But you know what's more important? He's done his fucking job without any selfishness. He could spit his dummy. And there's been a few players. Some of them players are now playing for St. Gilda who spat their dummy very quickly because they didn't get their own way. So credit mm. to Fisher. Fucking credit to Dow because he could have pissed and moaned, but he stepped up when it counts. And you know what? That's a sign of a good culture, sign of a good team, that these players yeah. are in it. And I love what Doc said. He's a much-loved member of this group. I love that from Doc because, you know, Doc doesn't bullshit. And it'll be sad, but what a wonderful position to be in. These boys are playing for their careers. And yeah. you know what? If Fish and Dow do stay amid the rumours, fuck, I'd love it. Because imagine that as depth if they can do this every week. Well, this is there's a few things to that. So number one, it's round 21. Who gives a fuck if they're leaving at the end of the year or not? We'll deal with it at the end of the year. Like the most important thing is this Saturday night and game to game. And it's like, oh, we just keep getting sucked into. Are they leaving? Are they staying? Like the season's not dead. The season's not over. So we'll just, we'll park it and we'll deal with it. And then the second thing you touched on it just then, mate, who in their right mind would want to leave this? Who in their right mind would want to leave this right now? Spawn, mate. Spawn. And I'm not been buying into it, Terry. Don't get me wrong. No, I'm no, not, not, not you, but you know what I mean? Like, as in... No, but we... Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is, like, like I understand it from their point of view, their mid-20s, that there should be playing week in, week out, and we probably can't offer them that, which breaks yes. my heart, right? Yes. But credit to the club that they are hungry enough, because how many times, Terry, have we had injuries... And players have come in and been fucking haphazard, mate. Honestly, mm -hmm. like taking the piss. Like they're literally in the game. And you know they're getting dropped next week. So they play like they're going to get dropped next week. Right now, what Fisher did is so fucking important because Chera gets another week. Because usually we'd have to rush Chera back. Now Fisher and Dow have said, we can hold the fort for one more week. Maybe yes. two. Maybe three. So he gets fixed. He gets... And that turns me on, man. That turns me on because usually we bring dickheads in and they fuck about and we're like, please just come back a week early and then do a hamstring. Fantastic. Like, I can't commend Zach Fisher and Dow enough because they kicked ass 
They kicked mm. ass, and suddenly you can say Walsh can wait a week, Cherry mm. can wait a week. We can get through another week with these boys. They've done enough. Mm. Look, it's the defensive it's the defensive buy-in from them as well, which is most important, I think. Um, so, be, mate, like you said, Martin Connors, yeah. Dow, Pilot, Fisher, like a, like a man possessed. Like, what were like, defense? What were other, you laugh. Yeah. What were the other moments, storylines in the game that you picked up on? Chat, you as well. What were the other moments in the game that you watched that you thought were profound that have stuck in your brain? Pommy? <laughs> I can't go a week without mentioning him. He's not in my vote. But Charlie, bloody Kerner. I'll tell you what, mm. he his, his maturity is turning me on. And... Probably shout out to Vinny who clipped the 42nd of the goal. Probably the best moment of the watch long because I finally saw him kick a goal. But credit to to Charlie. His ability to bring players into the game, to spot passes, to change his game when it's not gone his way. But also wait for that moment. The great finishers in this game, they know they're going to get one opportunity. And when they get it, they take it. And that was great. And my other delight, if I can have two and overindulge, was seeing Akers, Fisher, Hollands, Martin, Connors, and Chincotta spoil, like smother easy kicks, right? Where before they would have not made that, not tracked it down. That willingness to get their head over the ball and get their hands and effect the kick, for me, that is a sign of a good team. That is a sign of a team that is in it, invested, and not willing to give up. And that seeing all them spoil them 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 smothers says to me we're in a good place because I've never seen Carlton smother kicks before and we had about eight in a quarter it was great to see mm-hmm. mine was I think I might have said it like three times today but Ollie Hollands Rowan Marshall it was a one-on-one Ollie Hollands knew he was going to get cleaned up and he still went for it and I just thought that was symbolic of absolutely everything on the day and the the mentality of the group that was something that stuck out with me and then when i watched the replay when i watched the replay uh crips and dow doing the post-game interview on the ground um just seeing patty dow smile seeing crips give him a little shoulder tap uh, sorry a chest chest tap and just you know just bigging him up and then if i can give you a third a follow-up Paddy Dow with an Instagram post about Carlton tonight for the first time in two years. Just says to me like, okay, he's, he's, he's had a moment to remember. And um, Adrian Salerno has mentioned the, the fact that Voss was going to sub him out. I think that's also symbolic. The world had given up on Paddy Dow. Even his coach was about to sub him out. You know what? Um, two things, right? One, this might be Debbie's fault, Debbie O'Connor, because I know she's number one ticket holder of Dow. But I actually teared up when Dow kicked a goal because that smile. And hopefully Debbie likes Voss now because I don't know if she heard the press conference, but he did specifically say if I subbed him off, the ground would riot. That was directed at Debbie, no doubt. Voss knew if he took him off. Debbie would have got out of the front and fucking bollocked him. I wish he had done because it would have been funny. And shout out to Jeff. This is true. Terry doesn't know this because he doesn't watch the lives. But 
I, I have a thing where I need a wee in the fourth quarter and I either hold it or go if I think it's bad luck. And I did specify that this wee was bad luck. So I left the live for five minutes because I was oh, like, wow. this wee's bad luck. If I hold it in, we lose. I've got all these OCD ticks, Terry, right? That I've developed in these seven wins. It's a bizarre thing to watch. But thank you for reminding me, Jeff. These are really good. These are yeah, uh, these, these key moments. Uh, Connor's goal. Yes, Connor's goal was good. Like... How good was TDK's as well? Just quietly. Yeah, well, that was the first goal of the second half, right? Ah, uh, nothing. Right. Yeah. So, mm, okay. Um, now, there was no VFL. Can you believe that? No VFL. I, I've, I've followed AFL football to know they can't fucking run a competition, Terry. Yes, I, I'm well aware. <laughs> Fuck so them, nothing... they're having a bye fucking four weeks away from this mythical 10-team final. They already got two buys in that. Yeah. I so should there, be a VFL footballer. It'd be awesome. There is that. Uh, the other piece of news that we have coming up is we got a round 24 fixture confirmation. And I'd love to open up the conversation about this. So we'll be playing the Giants uh, Sunday, the 27th of August. Last game of the season, 6.10 p.m. on a Sunday. I'm a, I'm a big, I'm, I'm for it. And I know there was a, a lot of backlash against it. So where do you sit on the 6.10 p.m.? Where do you just sit with this fixture? Makes sense, because if you look at that game, you would say the way results are going and with GWS's loss, that GWS might need to win it to be in finals. So the AFL are a money-grabbing market. So they've looked at this as long as possible. It's been a complicated season. Um, 6-10, like, yeah, it's not... I understand it's not a great time. I've got kids too, but do you know what I mean? Like, if my kids wanted to go and I wasn't doing the watch-along, I couldn't give a fuck. Like, one late night? Have a bit of fun with it, you know what I mean? Like, fill them full yeah. of chocolate. In the morning, you're giving them a teacher's anyway. They get paid more than enough to deal with your kids, right? You know what yeah. I mean? So that, that's how I think of it. Maybe I'm a bad parent. I just yeah, think I mean, I'll fill them full of sugar and chuck them at school tomorrow. Not my problem for eight hours. Um, I mean, but it, it's not a great time slot. I understand it, though, from a marketing point of view um, at the end of the day. like it, It's probably going to be the only game when you look at it that's got any relevance to it. Because it could be Carlton are playing for a top four spot. GWS are playing for the eight, which is a tasty fixture, isn't it? Very tasty. I think I like it. I mean, I like it. It's different. It's new. Also, selfishly, a 7.50 p.m. game is just... I just know that I'm going to sleep at 2.30 in the morning after fan camps. So a, a night game that starts at 6.10, oh, it's a dream. <laughs> so... That's how I saw it. Terry speaking like a single man. We've no yeah, no. <laughs> no Terry's children. Like, being Rebs, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Still got time to go to the club if I want to. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, Terry. Yeah. You, mate. Yeah. So, so that's that. But let's look. Let's look ahead because now we can talk about Saturday. Whew. We're sitting fifth. Pommy, ladies and gents, we are sitting fifth right now. And that doesn't mean anything in a couple of weeks. But right now, this is where we're at. The D's on Saturday night. I have respect for the D's, but I don't fear the D's. 
if that makes sense. I don't fear any team. Mate, I gave up fear in any team when I stopped having a bedtime story. Do you know what I mean? I don't live in fear, but it's, vibes are good, aren't they? Fifth, yeah. half a game ahead of sixth. Mm-hmm. Very good percentage because I know some of you like the percentage chat. And basically, we like redemption. We like stories. Let me tell you a little journey. Carlton, we're within a kick of beating these fuckers to play finals, right? They need a win to keep their hopes of the top four to go. Wouldn't it be therapeutic? Let me take you on a journey, ladies and gentlemen, like I did against St. Kilda. Wouldn't it be therapeutic if we beat these fuckers, ruin their top four hopes, and we fucking galvanized our top four hopes? Just imagine the fucking scenes, ladies and gentlemen. We talk about redemption. We redeemed ourselves because we fucked Collingwood there on a free flow. Do you know what I mean? Poor Nick Dacos has had an injury, and now they're saying they've got a big fucking injury crisis. Wish we had one fucker out, tell you. Wish we had one fucker out. Wouldn't it be great to stick it to them? Wouldn't it be great to have another? Because I ain't looking at making finals. I want to go into finals with the fear of God. I want them to be shit scared, shitting themselves, and we knock these guys. Actually, wait, sorry, I lie. When we knock these fucking idiots off. When? Yeah. Top four, baby. Yeah, I mean, going back to that moment, Charlie kicks the goal round 22 last year. <sighs> yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Now you got now you got me up and about. Charlie kicks that goal. I remember looking around and we had all believed that that was it. We'd done it. So we, we do owe them one. There is a little bit in that. Mate. It would be a, it'd be a monumentous win on Saturday Mate. night. Mate, you look at the way results are going and like just actually having a look at how the season's playing out. You look at this indefinitely. Carlton literally could be in a situation where this game is the tipping point. They win after that. It is highly likely Carlton will be in fourth. In fourth. And they'll know that. Like, don't be surprised. These fuckers know that. They, they, they fought back against Collingwood, put them to the sword. St. Kilda, oh, they always beat us. Do they? We've ruined their finals, hopes. Mm. A chance to fuck another side. History repeating itself, giving Carlton a chance to not only fuck over Collingwood, who fucked us over, because they're in free fall at the moment. We fucked over St. Kilda. They fucked us last year. Then we fuck over Melbourne. It's literally, you look at Ari's stats are ridiculous. This is ridiculous. We have a chance to right the wrongs in 12 months. Beautiful timing. And you can bet your ass to a band dance. Sammy Walsh is coming out of his paper bag this weekend. You think so? Oh, mate. Sam Walsh will be out there. Mark my words. You think he's just going to... like? But didn't Voss say last week that he wouldn't be playing? Voss says a lot of things. Ooh. All right. I wouldn't be surprised to see Sam Walsh fit, firing ready to tear these melts apart. Interesting. Top four, baby. The booze hound. Seeing St. Kilda players pick up a loose ball off a regulation turnover, look up and see four to five blue uh, boys in blue rushing at him and subduing it immediately. Three months ago, they would have let it go. Mm. Good call. Terry. Well, you got me thinking now. You got me thinking. Terry, redemption tour, baby. Look, redemption tour. This is the redemption tour. 
2017, right. the Redemption Tour. Do you know what I mean? 17 Flags, the Redemption Tour. That's what they'll call right. it. This is the current oh, situation right now. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just putting it up here. Just, just having a look. This is the current situation right now. I can't believe it. I, I can't believe we're here. It's Terry. We're the two form teams of the comp at the, in the last five games, the D's and, and us. about to take out the form team and the comp. Don't worry about it, baby. Wow. It's so tight. Look at it. From, from fifth to tenth. Even, let's, uh, twelfth. From fifth to twelfth, really. There's a game and a half separating it here. It's it's fascinating. And it also just goes to show why in round 15, 16, 17, it's just not over. You just can't draw too many conclusions after that. There's still so much footy to play. Yeah, and you, you know, if I'm Melbourne, I'm worried because you know he had a bit of a quiet game. He's going to be a little bit pissed off. He only had one goal. He was triple teamed. Charlie, Charlie Kerner, baby. Charlie yeah. Kerner, he, he was a man who had two set shots in that fourth and didn't take his full time. If he did, who knows what would have happened. Who's got a lot to earn from this game? Payback's a bitch, isn't it? Charlie Kerner, he's going to go mahoosive this weekend. <laughs> he's going to fucking put the nail in the coffin. Top four, baby, Terry. We're talking finals football. We're talking top four, Terry. I think Jack Martin is a good. Is, I'm getting Jack Martin vibes this week. I've, I, I think he's played well against Melbourne a few times, and that's probably why it's sticking in my mind. But uh, I get a good Jack Martin feeling about this week. And yes, Lewis, it's a danger game for Melbourne, mate. Absolutely. I love Peter. Yes. Absolutely, it is. Debbie, um, I mean, this is how fucked it is. I love Debbie. God bless her soul, right? But Debbie, outside of my wife, is the only woman who can get under my skin very quickly. She's got a second, man. Debbie believes. If, if Debbie believes, get your fucking blue underwear out, people. It's fattening. <laughs> right. Now, let's look ahead. Well, let's look at the team situation before we look ahead. Who realistically is an option to play this week? I know you just mentioned Walsh, but we, you know we'll get that confirmed. I don't know anything about that. Boyd has technically, Boyd has technically served his suspension. Would you bring him into this team? Yeah, I, I, I think they're going. They're going to at the moment. They're like kind of manufacturing that position, okay. aren't they? So I, I would expect to see a very good bowl user coming down the back. Who they negate for that, though, is going to be interesting. Because that's, yeah, that's the next question. Now, Silvani, I don't know if he's ready to play yet. No, nah, that's top secret, isn't it? Like, no one knows. I mean, you you look at it, their back line's just irritating. Is Their forward line's irritating, isn't it? So yeah. how would the back? Because Van Royen will play. So, And then outside of that, their toes... They kind of fabricate it, don't they? So you probably an argument that you don't need Marchbank for this game, and you could go Kemp and and Weeter in and go with more smaller user because they are small. They have been playing very small at the forward. So Kemp Weeter in. I mean, Kemp went off what with a corky, so you suspect yeah. he's fine. 
he was laughing and joking at the end, eating gummy bears. So it'll be all right. So yeah, well, boy. This, is what I, this is what I'm seeing on the AFL website right now. That pays me, Terry. Well, I'm just saying. So Jordan Boyd, I don't know when this was updated. I think it was last week. It must have been it last week. It says at the top, I think it says update. But it, it would have been last week, being in the prelims. Yeah. They're, they're, they're up ahead of Ooh. round 21. So yeah, uh-huh. it's last round. Okay, last round. This is what it looked like last week. So Walsh, okay, one to two weeks. So it's happening. I see what you're saying. <laughs> don't give me hope. <laughs> Mate, well, you don't need hope. You've got Darwin Fisher. Fuck Walsh. But I'm telling you, Walsh, Walsh, they're going to break the glass. Mm. Petty, petty out for them. They're a bit smaller. Walsh coming in, baby. They'll bring in Grundy, you would think, and play him forward. Bring in prime fucking Tony Lockett if you want. Don't care. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that. Walsh, Terry. Walsh. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till I see it. Then I'll then I'll get among, amongst it. Um, all right. Now, what's coming up tomorrow? Jumper Punch. Take a look at this. Look at the guest. Hi, I'm Andy McKay, part of the uh, 95 Great Premiership team. Just been on the Jumper Punch. It's a must watch. 7 o'clock on Tuesdays. Have a look at it. Andy McKay. What's that? I said he was not bad, was he? He wasn't a bad player. He was a he was a very good player. I don't remember too much of him. I remember the very end of him, the very end of his career. So Andy Mackay has joined the boys uh, for their uh, Legends of the Jumper Punch segment. And yes, George, Mars is back on the couch where he belongs. Um, so that's tomorrow. Pommy, team selection. When does that happen? That happens on Wednesday at seven o'clock with uh, right. myself, Paolo, uh, like dogs there, Ian's there, and uh, the icon of YouTube, Terry, is also there. You get to see him in the cheap seats. So he gets to fuck about. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to sit here <laughs> and host, put my feet on the desk. <laughs> he gets to fuck about and be a nuisance and a menace. But what are you going to do anything about it? <laughs> <laughs> um, now. Tonight, right after this, Joe is chomping at the bit. I can feel his energy. He's not next to me. He's about a 40-minute drive from where I am right now, but I can feel him chomping at the bit. The Almost Blues Brothers will be live straight after the Blue Abroad show. So that's very exciting. So if you want another hour of Carlton content, this is where to go. And I think, Pommy, look, at the end, when it's all said and done, there's three weeks left of the regular season. Who knows what happens after that? Mate, this is the pointy end again. It's time to lock in. Seriously. This is this is the best time of the year. And we're at, we we are amongst it. We are we are relevant in the thick of it. Ready to ready to, to dream again, mate. You can tell how good we're going because I haven't updated my uh, draft spreadsheet since the second of July. Uh, no mate honestly enjoy it and i'm sure the almost blues brothers after this i'm sure joe will be really calm i can't imagine joe being 
vibes high. He'll be, no. be very measured. And like, if you're an opposition fan, watch it because Joe and the boys, Dan and Jules, they're very level-headed and calm. They don't get carried away. So it'll be a, a safe haven for opposition fans if you want to check it out. I love it. Um, all right, ladies and gents, that is that. Thank you for jo- tuning in. Pom, thanks for the, uh, the player ratings and good night. Go Blues. Go Blues.